Yeah. So we get stuck oftentimes in the content creation piece. And this is why I want to limit the time there because the power is in actually networking on the platforms, especially as business owners. Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwintheday.com, where we help entrepreneurs stop working so hard. Check us out, winthehourwintheday.com. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Lots of exciting things are happening in our winner's circle. Do you know about our winner's circle? You really want to check it out. What we do in the winner's circle is really help you get your ideas to execution super fast, show you how to build an amazing and affordable team, mastering the 60-40 win formula, and getting 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us. You really, I mean, Imagine what you could do with 25 hours back a week. What would you do? Would you spend more time with your family? Would you get your ideas to execution faster? What would you do? What would you do with that 25 hours back a week? Well, I guarantee you, you will love the Winner's Circle. Check out our link. Check out the Winner's Circle. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. And I am your host, Chris Ward, and I am pumped to have Andrea Jones in the house today. Andrea, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be fun. It is. Okay. If you guys are not familiar with Andrea, you just got to go online and she'll just go to any of the socials and you'll really start to get a feel for her excellence. You may have also heard her on her acclaimed podcast, the Savvy Social Podcast. And her online Drea is all about social media. And she's actually won awards even like most recently last year, top digital marketing agency. So there is a lot happening here. Okay, Andrea, let's talk social media. Now, for a lot of people, that just makes it go, oh, something I have to do. And it can cause a lot of overwhelm. And I have followed you for quite some time and you do it with such grace and ease. And so you're going to share some of your secret tools or ninja tricks so that we don't dread it like some of us do on any given day. Tell me, where do we start? Yeah, I think the challenge with social media is that it's one of the few things in our business where personal and professional kind of co-mingle. So we've got things like Facebook. So if we're in Facebook groups, that may be professional, but we also see like our aunt's travel vacation photos. <laughs> and so yeah. it's all co-mingled. And so uh, where I recommend business owners start is really drawing a line between that professional use and personal use. Um, that's where the overwhelm feeling comes in sometimes. So there are certain platforms that I use for professional and certain ones that I use for personal. Um, and, and I give myself boundaries around them. So I turn off my notifications, even as someone who like, this is my profession. Um, I don't want to accidentally see something when I'm supposed to be relaxing or on my time off. Um, I yeah. still check it obsessively cause I love it, <laughs> but I don't want to get drawn back in. Um, so no notifications. And then 
I kind of monitor my time spent on social media. So I use time tracking in all elements of my business, but that also includes social media so that I don't get dragged away, especially lately that's been quote unquote research on TikTok. Oh my gosh, I just am in the abyss. Um, And so I have to give myself those time parameters so that I don't get dragged away by it. So that's really where I recommend starting as business owners is like figuring out what works for you, how much time you want to spend, how much you want to give to these platforms and then working backwards from there. Those that's, you know, pay attention. If you're driving, you might want to pull over and start taking notes (laughs) because what I would say to you is that's a lot that you put into a short little snippet, but those are some powerful tools. And I will sidebar information for a minute. I, I haven't been in TikTok for quite some time because that will own your life. And you know what? And suddenly you're watching something that I don't even have any interest in this. And this is funny, right? And it's really, that's a whole world on its own. And I don't usually get, I go into social media going, you know, it's very easy to get distracted. Like, oh, I should be doing more of that. Or they do a better job of this. Or this could be my next post. And I'm thinking from a business perspective, TikTok, you just go, I'm sorry, the sunset, what happened? Oh, shoot, (laughs) I was supposed to have dinner, right? So you really got to control TikTok. So anyhow, they really do some good stuff there on TikTok. All right. So for a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, you know, we're all passionate here at Win the Hour, Win the Day about your business supports your life, not consuming it. So we buy into having boundaries, and all that type of stuff. But social media can feel like the beast you constantly have to feed, right? And you're doing it because you should. And this is, that's it. It's not going away. We all know that now. So give us some ideas of how this could not be, you know, something that is just always on our back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I like to put time-based goals as well on this instead of output. So a lot of people focus on, you know, I'm trying to post every day, for instance, but instead of trying to post every day, I'd rather you say, I want to spend an hour and a half, 90 minutes working on my content this week and see what kind of content you create. And the reason I recommend that is because social media content creation is a skill. Mm -hmm. And as professionals, as business owners, we want it to look great which is fair, but then we end up overspending time in that category and we feel frustrated by the results because maybe we spent five, six hours creating a week's worth of posts and that cut into our time that we could have been doing other things in our business. So yes, you'll produce fewer posts. A lot of my students start off at one post a week and they move up from there. So most of them are at three or five posts a week, and that's a a comfortable spot for them. Um, The other piece to this is being okay with not posting. I was on a coaching call yesterday and the person I was coaching said she noticed certain times of the year, she just didn't have energy for social media. She was like, what do I do? I said, don't post. She was like, what? <laughs> I had, I cannot post on social media. Yeah. If, if you're feeling that drained and that dragged by social media, I'd rather you go, you know what, I'm going to take two to four weeks and come back to this versus beating yourself up every day for those two to four weeks and having the mental drain of, oh man, I should have posted something today and I did it. So I'd rather you take that break. Um, you can take breaks different ways too. You know, I'm planning my maternity leave right now. Uh, we're reusing a lot of content. I've got eight years of mm-hmm. content. We're going through the back catalog and repurposing and repurposing. So there's ways that you can kind of 
have a stop gap during those times where you do need a break, leveraging your team as well. My team is in my inbox and they help repurpose the content. So there's things you can do to alleviate that, that stressful feeling, but know that you don't have to produce content every day and you don't have to have it 100% perfect day one that you open a social media account. Yeah. You bring up some really powerful points. And the first one, I would call myself a recovering Russiaholic and always like, you know, go, go, go get this done. And what I've learned over the, like, you know, every year, I think I got it. And then I realized, oh, I thought I got it last year. Now I really get it. And something I've just recently come to grasp with social media is, you know, uh, people sometimes when they work with me, they're like, oh, you know, they might think, oh, you're organized, you get stuff done. It's like being organized can actually be a disadvantage because sometimes you just reorganize stuff, right? And I'll come up with systems like, oh, okay, so I'll do something personable on Monday and I'll do a quote on Wednesday or do something about my team or whatever on Friday, right? And then I follow into this formula for the purpose of what, right? Like then I'm, I just say, okay, the formula's been made and I got to produce three or five pieces of content, boom, boom. And done doesn't mean that it's done well. I mean, maybe there's no grammar mistakes or something, but there's nothing really meaningful. Like I, I've yeah. noticed lately, I'm getting a little bit more deeper with them. Like, oh, that was a really good post I did today because I didn't say I got to sit down and have 20 for the next four weeks so we can recycle them for three weeks. Like I'm not, you're right. I'm not looking, I'm looking at output, which who cares? The out, like that's a whole thing in itself. If you learn nothing else, that is something I'm really just, and I didn't articulate it or have the parameters you just gave us, but I was noticing that I was putting, giving output for the sake of, I can check it off as done, but it, it wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we fall into that trap as business owners, because it is an item to check off the Asana yeah. task list. <laughs> it yeah. is something that we have to do, but the best content we've seen over the years is the content that really comes from the place of understanding. You know, it's not just, I got to write a question of the day today, or I've got to share a tip or some sort of fun fact. Um, that is fluff content. Um, we really want to connect with our audience and mm. then also drive them into conversion. And so that, that thought process sometimes takes longer initially, but it is like yeah. building a muscle. It's like building a skill and you'll start to learn the things that work really well. I like to think of this as well as like the, um, you know, how the, with commercial jingles, like we know, like the Folgers commercial, or yeah. we know like the lawyer's phone number for some reason, <laughs> the local yeah. lawyer's phone number, it's because they repeat it over and over. So you'll learn with your marketing mm. messages which ones resonate the most with your audience. And you'll start to naturally repeat them. You know, the stories behind them may change. The examples may change, but that's where you start to get faster at creating content is because you're actually so embedded into the language that your audience connects with. You're able to produce more content um, faster and more quickly. Yeah. The two things I wrote down when you're talking, I think are very powerful is connecting to conversion versus just showing up to talk. And that's where I call, sometimes I fall into the game of not realizing that I'm presenting instead of talking to somebody, right? So I think that's, that is really eye-opening for me. It's like, okay, slow down, make these, you know, a, a much more deeper connection and, and stop just not under the umbrella of producing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. Okay. That, whew, that was, uh, oh, I barely have time to talk to you. I got to go do more. Con I got to do different content now. <laughs> okay. I'll stay here for a few more minutes. Okay. 
give us some, you're coming at this from a, a very refreshing and higher level than we usually get to talk about, right? It's all about do this on this platform, this on that platform. So give us some other things that you think we're missing the boat on as far as the bigger picture goes and why we get stuck there. Yeah. So we get stuck oftentimes in the content creation piece. And this is why I want to limit the time there because the power is in actually networking on the platforms, especially as business right. owners. Um, you know, we want to build up collaboration partners. Um, we want to connect with our potential clients and customers. We want to spend time on the platform. So the like carving out that time to create content is great, but I also want you to carve out time to connect. And most of my students are at about 15, 20 minutes a day. And that is per platform. I do recommend just sticking with one, mm. <laughs> um, especially to start. But, you know, imagine the, the power in spending 15, 20, 20 minutes finding two or three people that you can have an actual conversation with. Um, the impact that you can have on your business over time is so much larger than posting and hoping someone sees it or hoping someone shares it. Um, and so building that connection piece is also very valuable. Yeah. And I think something that I've just been enlightened with on another show too, that we were talking about this is again, recovering rushaholic, you know, I do, there are a lot of things I do with great intent and purpose and it's like, okay, I'm digging getting this done. But like I keep saying, social media, we're all, okay, you got to play the game, whether you want to or not. And I, and I, you may have noticed too, even on your posts, I would have, I'd be scrolling and I'd like something like you did. And then I would throw a couple of emojis up to, you know, because I didn't want to just like, I wanted to make a comment, but even though I read your stuff, I didn't take the time to write out. So you could see that I read it and really have a conversation with it, which I don't know why I was doing this because I've said on another show too, you could tell my sister that, I don't know, the car blew up and she'd send you a cat emoji. Like there's just no dialogue. That's how she does. <laughs> and we all in the family don't like that. So I don't know why I thought this was a plan for engagement, right? Mm -hmm. And so I really saw a difference now that I stop and make a meaningful con comment so they understand that I did read it, not just get brownie points that I'm trying to up your engagement. Right. And again, it's like, that is something we can control for lack of a better word. You know, you can decide here, I can have a deeper, meaningful engagement with this many people for this many minutes a day versus how many people are going to like or engage in my piece. So that's, you're right. That's really, I think a lot of us, or at least me was missing that boat for the longest time thinking produce, 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 but I've got more options and freedom and, and control over me engaging at others. Yeah. And it's, you give what you get. So I think part of it mm -hmm. is, you know, think about what kind of engagement you would want on your posts and right. give that to other people as well. Um, so yeah, it takes a little bit of extra time, but I, I think that time is worth it in the end when you build up these partnerships with the very people who are going to send you business, the very people who are going to support you in your business journey. Um, so it is tough, I think, for a lot of people to, to carve out that time, but Honestly, I much prefer networking on social media versus going to in-person. I'm, I'm very oh. introverted. So I'd rather have like my conversations and then like have my quiet time, my quiet space at home. <laughs> I'm, you know, it took me a lot of years to understand that there are very, a lot of elements to me that are introverted because I recharge on my own. I like quiet time. I like alone time, all that stuff. But even if I wasn't all that, what I am is someone that doesn't have time or interest to drive across town and have a chamber breakfast and sit there. Whoever stuck with me, the person I'm assigned to sit with this month, you know, so it is 
you know, as much as we push back on social media, hey, a lot of us didn't like the other way either, right? It was yeah. more expensive and time consuming and all that kind of stuff. All right. So that is very powerful. W let's go again. Where are some things we're missing out on as far as seeing the bigger picture? Yeah. So the third thing I'd mention here too, is making sure you're analyzing the results. So okay. we talked about creating content. We talk about building your network, but then you also have to actually take a moment and pause and see what's working for you. Um, I like to spend about 30 minutes a month on this again, a time-based okay. goal, um, where we're looking at three to five metrics that truly have an impact on our business. Because once you start looking into some of the the data for Instagram, for instance, or Facebook, there's so many things that they throw at you, just pick the ones that work for you. So, um, you know, if you're trying to be a speaker, for instance, and build your speaking repertoire, maybe you're looking for reaching more people, you're looking to grow your audience because as you're pitching your talks, they want to see that audience growth. So that's a metric you can measure. Um, maybe you're looking for more referral partners. So maybe you want to then measure, you know, how many conversations did I have this month with referral partners? Um, maybe you're looking to build your email list. So then it's looking at those posts that, you know, you actually talk about your email list, how many people click the links on those posts, how much traffic is it driving to my website? So really think about your goal, like your ultimate goal with social media and just focus in on those metrics and you'll start to get data. If things aren't working, it's time to switch it up. If things are, start working on more of those posts. And, you know, generally speaking, there's a lot of different types of posts you can share, but ultimately you, you've got to share the posts that work for you. One of my clients um, was trying to do more of these like question and funny and entertaining posts and they would just flop for her, even though they work for everyone else. All, all her audience wants is a meat and potatoes. Give us, mm -hmm. like, we want to sign up for your freebie. We want to learn a lesson. We don't want it to be funny or engaging. Just give us the details and they'll go over to her website. And that's really what was working for her. So we doubled down on that. So when you start looking at the metrics, you want to think about, you know, what's working for you? Is it working towards your ultimate goals? And keep doing those things. Yeah, those are some good points because I tell you, I would have thought you would have said check it weekly, but you're looking at monthly. So that's eye opening. And I'm sure you got a lot more going on than the rest of us. So you're right. What, what you know, why are we checking weekly? So that's great. And then I think also we would fall into prey just naturally saying, okay, well, how many likes, how many, you know, what responses or comments below, whatever, because we may have been trained that that's what the algorithms are looking at. So you just fall into that. But that's really what we all sort of resent about social media is it just becomes a high school popularity contest. And that's not what we're there for. So I think breaking that down sometimes I say to people, I, for, I forgot I knew that, like you're, you're bringing up some very salient points that make such sense. Um, but I think with the noise of social media and the bright lights and the Vegas sort of aspect to it, and the next thing that's chiming and trying to pull us over to another, yet another platform, we lose sight of what this is really about, which is about being social and making connections and conversions. Yeah, exactly. I love the Vegas analogy too, because it really does feel like you know, look over here, do yeah, this thing, yeah. do that thing. It's like, everything's bigger and better. Um, yeah. and the algorithm is constantly changing. The only thing it wants is attention. So in order to show up appropriately for your audience, if you create the content that resonates with them and they're paying attention to it, 
That's all that matters. Sometimes that means likes and comments. Sometimes that means shares and saves. Sometimes that means clicks. It's constantly changing. So if you just focus in on your audience and the value you're bringing to them, then really at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah, because I'm finding even Google, when you see something that they'll say something, I don't even know what, like lately this, I don't know if this surprised you, I've become deep into Formula One racing. <laughs> I saw a documentary on Netflix and now I'm all up in it. Yeah. So it's hilarious. I'm like, if somebody told me that a few years ago, I, I'm like, I can't believe this was not part of my life. But anyhow, they'll say something that this driver said something snide about the other driver. And then you go into the article and there's like three paragraphs of telling you something about the whole last season. And then you get to the bottom and you know four or five paragraphs later and there's this one little quote that he said which was by the way misinterpreted and taken out of context and they're making it they're saying it was a big snide thing and it was a factual statement right so that bait thing really gets us all running in different directions like our hair's on fire going okay you know because it, it's coming then we see this and we're prey on that so then you start thinking well that's what i gotta go through town ringing my bell trying to get other people's attention yeah, exactly. You get so yeah. caught up in the, in the tactics of it. We forget yeah. the strat, the underlying strategy and tactics do work in some cases. So um, I'll use Instagram reels as an example of a tactic that can work. It's working right now. My clients who take the exact same content, put it on reels, it gets more views. That's a tactic. Um, it won't always work. So there's a bunch of caveats to if you should even try the tactic and if it works for you, but you're right. And like, you can't build a, a solid social media strategy off of a bunch of tactics because they will change. Um, you've mm -hmm. got to have that underlying strategy first, and then you can try out some of the tactic things that may help enhance that strategy. Right. That makes sense. So it's almost like, you know, if, I don't know, I often compare it to health and fitness because everybody at some points wanted to lose five pounds. So it's almost like if you decide you're going to eat healthy and this is your strategy, then there can be tactics in play to add more vegetables to your diet or do whatever, but you, you have to be following the bigger formula. Here's the goal. And here's some little things we'll do to see if this works or that works within those tactics versus yeah. us just chasing whoever we think is ringing the loudest bell or, or so-and-so said that so-and-so said that Facebook, you know, should be abandoned. We should all be run, 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 run over here, run, 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 run yeah. over here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the healthy eating concept works perfectly here. Cause if you try to eat keto one week and then you try yeah. to go vegan the next, and then the, the week after that, you're paleo, like you're, you're, you're yeah. going to wreak havoc on your body. So yeah. it's like, you gotta, yeah, and mine <laughs> and grocery bill probably yeah. too. Yeah. So you've got to think about, you know, the underlying strategy of where you want to go. And then you can try out some different tactics to get you there. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So give us a, well, I have two final questions for you. Give us, as we wrap up, which time goes so quickly with you, um, what would be one last thing you'd like us to know that we are often misguided on? Yeah. So social media is a slow burn. I think sometimes there are a lot of these like get quick rich type schemes out there. Um, and we buy into them because we do want to, you know, have the 10K followers or have all of the influence. Um, but it is just like any other part of your business and that it's going to grow at the rate of your business growth. So wherever you are in business, social media is probably going to grow and it's one component of your marketing. I see a lot of business owners put a lot of weight on social media. It's the only thing they do. 
Um, I think social media works well in a marketing ecosystem. So making sure that you are, you know, speaking on podcasts or doing other things to get more people to find you and discover you. And then also make sure on the back end that, you know, those people who are on social media have a way to indicate interest, whether that means signing up for an email list or booking a console call, you know, they have a next step before giving you money for the thing that you offer. Um, so those are the things that I'd want to leave with the audience today. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think what happens is, you know, we all see like somebody will tell you, oh, there's this kid on YouTube and they're 12 and they're opening gifts and they got 50 million views or something. And then you think, well, what am I doing wrong here? And so again, you get confused with what is it you're chasing. So understanding that it's a slow burn. And I also think not even a slow burn, but sometimes it just validates when somebody is referred or has, you know, they go check you out online and they get to sort of see behind the scenes or the, what they perceive to be the real you. And so I think it just validates other things that you do well. And I know for me, I mean, certainly I'm, I'm nowhere in the spectrum of somebody that's got a lot of influence on social media, but I know somebody had sent, um, they, they had sent me a message and they were talking about something that I had talked about many months ago. And, and, I, and I asked a question or whatever. And the, what the conversation, uh, what the result of the conversation was, is she said, Christy, you know, I've been following you a really long time. And I'm like, oh, and I said something now I think was quite foolish. Like I didn't know her name. She had never liked or commented or anything. Like I, I never heard of her at all. And she's like, you never know who's watching. I know I've never commented. I've never liked anything. Um, but I'd like to connect with you and I've been following you for six months. And you think, oh, she's right. You never know who's watching, right? So impactful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. And, you know, this works for so many different industries as well. I have a client um, who's a divorce coach and her audience never likes and comments. Nobody's going to be like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting a yes, divorce. Like, he's in the kitchen no, right now. He's yeah. pissing me off. <laughs> like people aren't, aren't writing that on social media. So it really is true. There's a lot of people paying attention. I would say 95% of your audience isn't engaging with you at all, uh, but they see it and they're, they're absorbing it. So yeah, definitely something to keep in mind. So you mentioned TikTok as we, our last question, I promise, because I could chat with you all day long. Um, you mentioned TikTok and you're diving into that. So when you look at that, when is it you decide I should be doing some work here? Here's what this could be offering. When do we know to take a look at something or if our audience is there and how do we know that if we haven't been there yet? So how do you assess and when do we say we should ban broaden our bandwidth on where we are? Yeah. So once you have fully established yourself on one platform, it's mm. great to start looking at some of the others, um, okay. especially once you get into a really good rhythm, a cadence, and even more, especially if you start getting support. So you have your virtual assistant helping manage the inbox, or you even hire a social media manager or a team to assist you with some of the things that are working well, you can start carving out 20% of your social media time to explore other platforms. Um, as far as TikTok specifically, uh, if you are already doing video, it's a great fit, especially if you're already doing video like Instagram reels or YouTube shorts or Pinterest idea pins, they're all the same content pieces. Mm. So it's easy to apply that to the new platform. Um, otherwise it is a wild, wild west right now. It's a beautiful thing as a marketer to see, like I'm enjoying it, but they're the applying strategies to that platform is very challenging. Um, and we teach this inside of our program, but, um, 
you know, even the, the strategies that we teach are unpredictable. They have unpredictable results. Um, whereas I can, you know, I've been on Instagram for years and years. I can lay out a strategy. I know what results to expect on TikTok. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're playing around with it. Um, if you ever have a question, you know, follow someone in the marketing space and listen to their podcasts or, you know, someone you admire, you know, see what they say about those, these new and upcoming platforms. And then you can always test it out for yourself. Get a vibe check. If you like it there, you can spend time there. If not, there will be another platform coming. I can almost promise that. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be no shortage <laughs> of that. I think again, The words of wisdom that I keep hearing really clearly that we so quickly forget is right away. I'm like, okay, well, tell me about TikTok. And you're like, okay, when you've done this well, then transfer what you've done well at a 20% margin to a new platform. Don't just like a dog in a park run and go ball squirrel. Here we go. Right. (laughs) Right. So I think that is something that, oh boy, I I really, I think this show is uh, this particular episode is worth listening and re-listening because it's just so easy to get sucked into the shiny object syndrome. So I think that is extremely powerful. Andre, oh my gosh, time well spent anytime we get to spend with you. Thank you so much. Please tell people where they can find more of your brilliance. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, you probably want to check out mine. You can find it by searching Savvy Social Podcast. We release episodes every Tuesday, really all about using social media as a tool to grow your business. And then come hang out with me on Instagram. That's my favorite platform. I'm at online Drea. That's online D-R-E-A or online Drea.com. And you can find all of my social handles. Excellent. Everyone else will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from Chris.com. That's free gift G I F T from Chris K R I S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.